Cleon Skousen's book, The Naked Communist, provided 45 communist goals for America and the world. A surprising amount of those goals are devoted to our children. And we will discuss this prophetic socialistic takeover and ways to combat it on this edition of The End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the End Time Show. Now, we could talk about world government and world religion and uh, precursors to the mark of the beast and all these different prophesied topics that are in the news every day. But the, one of the biggest, if not the biggest investment of our life is our children. And so I wanted to devote a, a program to this today to let you know what's going on because a lot of you think, well, there's no hope. They're going to go to, to a, a public school and they're just going to come out like they come and then that's how it is. But no, the Bible says, train up a child in the way that it should go and it will not depart from it. I'm not going to let a government indoctrination center train up my child. And it's not the, it's not the school's responsibility, I understand to teach a child the Bible and things like that. However, it's also not the school's job to indoctrinate a child on socialistic principles and LGBTQ principles and lifestyles and alternative lifestyles and getting that child so confused they don't even know where, they're coming, where they came from or where they're going, right? So, let's talk about it. According to the Center Square... Leon, uh, Cleon Skousen wrote a book, The Naked Communist, talking about 45 communistic goals that the communists wanted to achieve. The Communist Party USA has been here since 1919, over a hundred years now. Well, in the book, Cleon Skousen, The Naked Communist, he illustrated how they, the socialist or communist, were working to maneuver their way into society through the youth of a nation with socialism. He realized, people my age, you're not going to get to me. You're not going to change my mind on socialism, communism. I'm already too far gone. I know that it's horrible. It would destroy our nation. But if you can train up the youth, then when they get out of high school and college, they're indoctrinated to think socialism and communism is a good thing. So... Cleon Skousen wrote a book, and in many ways he, talked, he told how that the socialist communists would get a hold of the mind of our youth and that it was a push socialism on the way to a higher face communism. And this follows the Communist Party USA's playbook perfectly, everybody. Go read the Communist Party USA's party platform. This is exactly what they want to do, implement socialism leading to a higher face communism. So they're trying to, to turn all of your children into little socialists and advocates for socialism. The book, Naked Communist, um, it depicts the geo... I've never had a copy of this. I'd love to have a copy, 
My father-in-law had a copy. I can't find it. Uh, but I, one of these days, I'm going to get me a copy of it because I'd, I'd, I'd love to have it. But the book, The Naked Communist, depicts the geopolitical strategy of the, the Marxist-Leninist Soviets plan to take control of all governments outside of the communist bloc. And remember, uh, it was written um, you know, several decades ago. So while the Cold War was raging, this book filled an urgent need to explain modern totalitarianism. People learned the tactics communists and socialists use in political parties, the unions, I'll get to school unions here in a moment, and patriotic organizations to gain political and social influence in a society. In other words, they're not going to roll in with tanks and take over America, but they're going to, they're going to groom uh, socialists and communists to take key positions, take over the unions in different things, organizations, to then push their socialistic ideologies in America. And then you'll think, well, hey, it's just normal. It's the guy down the street. It's the librarian. It's the school teacher. And they assume that these key leadership roles and they slowly introduce anti-democratic dogma and leftist ideologies. Now, Cleon Skousen in his book, The Naked Communist, he claimed history is proof communists and socialists stick to their tried and true basic and successful tactics within set timetables to reach their goals. He pointed out that they had already invaded mainstream media. You can see that. It's totally left, totally socialistic mindset, and they were weakening our nation with passive acceptance of socialism and communism. Some people today, many people, actually think socialism would be a good thing if it was implemented here in the United States, even though it would absolutely destroy our nation. A key uh, stratagem is to destroy the family of these uh, socialistic communists, destroy the family, to impair the bonding unity that creates and molds character and morality, trying to do away with all of that. Hey, everybody look to Hollywood for your moral compass. Get your news from a totally left-leaning media. And that this will also diminish their interest, the populace diminish their interest in Judeo-Christian religions. If we can do away with morality, do away with the family, Everybody, there's hatred going on, bitterness, strife, conflict, riots, and everybody's, we've got everybody separated and divided against each other. And when you divide, you can conquer. If the family unit was together, everybody's family unit was together, everybody was going to church, everybody was basing their um, belief system on Judeo-Christian principles, and we were leading our lives by a Bible, whole different thing, right? Total unity. When you unite, you can't be divided and conquered. It's very important. Well, that's what these people, these leftists, these socialist communists, that's what they try to do. And Cleon Skousen's point in The Naked Communist, it, it, it had a penetrating look into the geopolitical future contained these 45 communist goals to turn capitalism into a communist socialist state. And we can safely say that 40 of them, 40 of the 45, 
and maybe more than that now, have been achieved in America under the guise of liberalism. Jimmy Carter handed these individuals, these uh, socialist, communists, he handed them education when he created the Department of Education in 1979. Now progressives use public schools to indoctrinate our youth. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get a hold of the minds of the youth so that way when the next generation comes on, they don't have to roll in with tanks and take over. They've already got our kids' minds indoctrinated to the point where, hey, this new system moving off of capitalism, they think is a good thing. And that's something we're gonna talk about because there are people fighting against that and it's a fight that we've got to win. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 intime. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Welcome back, everybody, and got a couple announcements really quick and then we'll get back into this because I really want to spend some time on our children today and what we can do to fight against this socialistic communistic takeover of our of our kids and it's indoctrination and it's more than just socialism and communism but they're trying to implement some of these LGBTQ things to break the family to get a kid so confused that they can put whatever they want to in their mind it's what it's, the goal is and we'll talk about it uh, this weekend Starting Saturday evening, uh, September, or I'm sorry, the February 4th at 6 p.m. This coming Saturday, I'll be teaching the new Understanding the End Time lesson at the Justin uh, UPC Church, the Rock Church of Justin, 411 Ludi Avenue, up in Justin, Texas. That's Saturday, February 4th at 6 p.m., and then Sunday morning, February 5th at 10 a.m. 
We'll be doing current events. We've got, I got so many articles. I got brand new PowerPoints. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I've taught it three times now, and we've had great crowds and we've had great conferences. So look forward to seeing everybody. Uh, we've had great conferences in Justin in the past. The church is just being cram packed, and it's just a blast. So looking forward to seeing you guys up there this weekend. Also, the Israel tour that we're going to go this May, from May 17th to the 28th, is filling up fast. We've got just over 60 people signed up right now. We're only going to take 100. And so we got a lot of people calling and a lot of people inquiring about that. A lot of people are taking their vacations right now, getting ready for this year. And so you would certainly want to put this on your calendar. I know it's on many people's bucket list. They want to go back. We went to an unbelievable tour in October, and it was great. No problems whatsoever. It was a smooth as glass. A lot of people are, are leery of going to Israel right now. I've never been leery of going to Israel. We've never had one problem ever in Israel. Not one. My father-in-law went for, he went to Israel over 40 times and never had one problem in Israel. You say, well, I'm scared to death to go to Israel. There's no reason to be scared. It's just as safe as, uh, as where I'm at in Dallas right now. Now, there are places in Dallas that I wouldn't go after midnight. And there are places in Israel that we don't go. But there, it's, it's very, very, very safe. And so um, don't let the news media scare you to death over what's going on in Israel. you got to go at least once in your life. We've had people go with us five, six, seven, eight times. Some people have went with us every year just because they want to go back. But um, it's a great time. Call in the office. Talk to Jana or Brittany Motes, 1-800-363-8463, uh, to sign up for the Israel tour because the seats are filling up quick. We're only going to take 100. That'll be two buses. We've got, over, we've got a, a one bus plus another 10 or 12 seats already filled up. So make sure you get on that second bus. It's going to be awesome. Jana and I and Doug and Tina, Doug and Tina Norvell are going to go with us this time. And we will, uh, it's going to be great. And we stay with the tour the whole time. And it's, it's just a blast. So if you'd like to go with us, call in and talk to my wife Jana or Brittany and get signed up to go. Okay, so back to schools and our kids. You know, really, not all parents, I understand that parents are very involved in their children's life, some, but not all parents. A lot of times parents today are surrendering their, 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 um, their children to a government-approved pre-K education, even. Although, I mean, they're trying to really indoctrinate these kids because at a young age, a child's mind is like a sponge and they're just sucking up information. And this has dramatically affected family bonding and, and mo the moral development of much of our youth. Now, not all of them. Some kids, they go to church, they're getting indoctrinated on what they should get indoctrinated. Their parents is very involved in their education, but I know a lot of parents are working, and they're like, Dave, I just got to send my kid to a public school, and they can do the best they can. Some people have that attitude. Hopefully you do not. But this, this, is, this has um, limited the, the augmentation of their, the child's Judeo-Christian faith and their education at home and in schools because parents are just working all the time and they're not really involved in their kid's life. And the best thing you can do is get that kid to a church and let them be raised in a church system and be indoctrinated with the Bible because we're, we're working on eternal existence here. That's what you're building that child up. You want them to be a successful uh, individual in this life and in the next. They've got to get this Word of God put
pushed into them, indoctrinated. You want to indoctrinate with something, put the Bible in them. Get, him, get them to love the Word of God. And it will change that child's life forever. They will have a successful family and have a successful life. They'll be an honest, hard-working, productive citizen in America. And that's what we've got to get back to. Can't let the government and Hollywood and all of this um, set the tone for how that child should live and what they should uh, be indoctrinated by. No, it's not socialism, not communism. It is Judeo-Christian principles. Now, as a result of this, there are fewer young Americans that attend weekly family church services than any time in history. Very few kids are going to church anymore. Sometimes the parents are just like, Johnny, Sally, fine, you, you just stay home. And you know what? I'll stay home with you. <laughs> Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully you guys are going to church and you're taking your kids with you. I mean, what's more important than that? Well, let's get back to the indoctrination part of it, socialism, communism, because this is very important. Nikita Khrushchev, you guys remember him. He was the, man, who was he? The first secretary of the, uh, commun first secretary of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union. That was back in 53 to 64, I think. And he was the premier of the Soviet Union from 58 to 64. So he actually said, we cannot expect the Americans to jump from capitalism to communism, but we can feed them small doses of socialism until they awake to find they have true communism. Folks, that's what's going on in America. That you've had this socialistic takeover of most of the world, but we, the, America has been the last great holdout. But that's why when, when, when uh, me and Kevin Freeman had the interview, that's why me and Kevin Freeman talked about the socialistic takeover of the world and how that Joe Biden was trying to weaken America basically on every front so we could not in, impede their evil plans to take over. But it, we talked about this socialistic takeover of America, and I want you to hear an excerpt from the Kevin Freeman video uh, during that interview. One of the things I want you to know, Kevin, as we go along, is that I believe, we, in our opinion, I believe I can prove scripturally that the Antichrist world government in the end time will be a socialistic, communistic, one world governing body and because of different colors and symbolism in the Bible. But what you're saying is going right along with those prophecies. It's playing out perfectly, but I don't want it to happen here in America. So we see the, the pigs or these elitists in, on a global spectrum, but when we bring it here to America, you talked about in the book, and I thought this was very key for people to understand, the Socialistic Party of America back in 1901, the Communist Party USA. A lot of people don't even realize that there is a Communist Party USA in America, but it was established back in 1919. And so bring, and then you went into the naked communist and some different things. So in America, they're trying to do the same thing here that they've done on a global scale for decades and decades now and they want to overtake our free society here. Oh, there's absolutely. This isn't a conspiracy theory. I mean, you can use any search engine browser and search for the words of 45 goals of the Communist Party USA. Yep. They were written in the book, The Naked Communists, you just referenced. 
who was written by someone I knew. As a teenager, I, my father was on the board of the National Center for Constitutional Studies, also known as the Freeman Institute. He was the token non-Mormon on that. Uh, but Cleon Scowls and I ran around with, I, I, got, I learned from him. Wow. And it was entered in the congressional record in 1963 by a Florida congressman. He entered it in. And the, the congressional record just lists these goals that are now achievements of the Communist Party yes. USA. There are things they've done. And I agree with you. I believe the Antichrist is, is real. I believe that the scripture is true. I believe that we will have an end of time. It will be a socialist, communist uh, mm -hmm. tyranny. Yes. over the whole earth. It's controlling the monetary system. You can't buy or sell without the mark of the beast. I believe all of that. And, and yet, I want to fight against So, in the interview, Kevin Freeman said that he used to run around. Um, Cleon Skousen, who wrote the, the Naked Communist, worked with his father. He, I think he worked for the FBI originally. He did it back when it was kind of a a good FBI, I say, or mostly good. And um, if, and he worked, he he was a he worked with presidents and very influential individual. And he understood what the communists were trying to do here in America. Kevin Freeman's dad used to work with him. Kevin used to run around with him and learn from him. Very legit individual. But he's talking about in this naked communist these forty-five goals. But I want you to understand that these were read into, from the, into the congressional record, the appendix, pages A34 and A35, on January 10th, 1963, and they were the, the current communist goals, 45 of them. I'm going to go through several of them to show you how they were devoted to indoctrinating your children and getting a hold of your child's mind. And the United Nations. So goal number 11 was to promote the United Nations as the only hope for mankind and if its charter was rewritten to demand that it be set up as a one world government, which it was originally, but when he says this, he's talking about the true tyrannical world government that the elitists want with its own independent armed forces. Now, prophecies foretell the Antichrist will rule a socialistic, communistic world government in the end time. Kevin Freeman said, yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I agree with everything. So this 2,000-year-old prophecy of the end-time world government has been in works for decades. The United Nations is the very seat of that world government from its inception. Now remember the goal, the Communist Party goals as we go through here. From its inception, the political ideology of the world government structure is exactly what the prophecy says it would be. Socialistic, from the red beast in the Revelation 17 and some of the other prophecies of the seals. One key American man responsible for the formation of the United Nations, its charter was Alger Hiss. He organized the American delegation and he served as the acting secretary general at the first UN meeting. Alger Hiss also served on the steering and executive committees and was charged with the responsibility of actually writing the United Nations charter. After he played such a dominant role in developing the Charter of the UN and the founding conference, three years later, he was convicted in U.S. courts of lying for perjury to cover his activities as a communist spy. He wrote the Charter, a communist spy for the current United Nations. 
So to this day, not one word of the original charter written by Alger Hiss has changed. And the United Nations still functions as a socialistic one world government. It just doesn't have the teeth or the enforcement methods that they want. From the beginning, every Secretary General has fully supported the socialistic platform of the United Nations. The current Secretary General, um, Antonio Guterres, he was president of the Socialist International from 99 to 2005. Folks, he was the number one socialist on the planet. And he's our current Secretary General of the United Nations. How could he get that position? Because the United Nations is socialistic. The Declaration of the Socialist International, who Antonio Guterres was the president of, it endorsed at the council conference held in Oslo back in June of 62 that the, it actually states that the ultimate objective of the parties of the Socialist International is nothing less than a world government. That guy is the head of the United Nations today. So understanding how close we are to the end time, or the, I should say the end of the age, when the Lord will come back and set up His kingdom, it's not surprising that the prophesied socialistic kingdom of the Antichrist is already established and functioning. And there will come a time when He usurps authority over that. The United Nations does not have the communist dictatorial powers the global elites want, but after World War III they certainly will. It's prophesied in Scripture and it is absolutely going to happen. That's just one goal of the 45 goals of the communist uh, here in America. Goal number 13 was to do away with all loyalty oaths. Think about the pledge to the American flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. When's the last time you said that pledge? Well, the Pledge of Allegiance has been a part of American life since 1892 when it first appeared in a magazine to commemorate the 400th anniversary of the voyage of Christopher Columbus to America. Now, legal challenges involving the Pledge of Allegiance continue to pop up from time to time with more recent cases centering on humanists or religious freedom groups trying to eliminate the phrase under God from the pledge. I can tell you if they ever take under God out of our pledge, I can't say the pledge anymore. Because if it's not under God, I'm not going to pledge allegiance to anything. So they're trying to take this pledge, the under God out of the pledge according to the National Constitutional Center. And that phrase wasn't added to the pledge until 1954 during the Cold War when members of the Congress reportedly wanted to emphasize uh, differences between the U.S. and the atheistic Soviet Union. So the communists, they want to do away with all of our pledges here in America and they're working very hard to do so. They have been for decades. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ part two. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. 
Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Now, I want you to remember that there were 45 of these goals in the Naked Communists by the Communists uh, in America. They, were, they had 45 goals. I'm going to try to get through as many of them as I can here, but I'm going to go through the ones now that are devoted to the children, to, to um, controlling the minds of our kids, folks. Goal number 17 was to get control of the schools. The Communists knew they would have to get control of the minds of their children. And actually it says, get control of the schools, use them as transmission belts for the socialist and current communist propaganda, soften the curriculum, get control of teachers associations, put the party line in textbooks. Okay? You know what's in your kids' textbooks? Number 18, gain control of all student newspapers. They're trying to push their, they're trying to indoctrinate. Number 19, use student riots to foment public protest against programs and organizations which are under communist attack. 20, goal number 24, eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech and free press. Now, you say, is that geared toward kids? Absolutely it is. We need to get our kids back on Judeo-Christian principles, not looking at porn magazines and handing out condoms in school and going to Hollywood for our moral compass. No. And schools are good about doing some of this stuff. And our kids. Now, these, I'm saying these are all geared to our kids, not just schools, but schools was a big thing. Number 25, break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio and TV. Look at how much um, immoral acts go on, on in magazines and TVs and on radio programs. These um, uh, individuals that talk about horrible things on the radio and all these different things. You realize all that's pre-planned? Did you know that? That's in the communist goals. Number, goal number 26, present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. All that's by grand design, everybody. It just didn't happen on accident. There are agendas pushing that stuff, pushing it to your kids. 
And it, think about these where these drag queens and things will come in and have these um, librarian uh, times with your kids, go into libraries and read books to your kids with horrible outfits and stuff on. Think about this. Number, goal number 27, infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. Discredit the Bible and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity which does not need a religious crutch. They're teaching evolution as a fact and not even talking about creation, which is the absolute fact. But, I mean, imagine not being able to tell your, kid, your child, where'd you come from? Why are you here and where you're going? Taking them through 12 years of schooling or more and not being able to answer those three questions. Why are you here, Johnny? Why are you here, Sally? Where'd you come from? Where are you going? No, nope, can't talk about that. That's scriptural. Num goal number 28, eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in the schools on the ground that it violates the principle of separation of church and state. Now, these are communist goals. Discredit uh, Number 29, discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate, old-fashioned, out of step with modern needs, a hindrance to cooperation between nations on a worldwide basis. Imagine a child coming out of 12 years of school and having that in their mind. Ah, that, that Constitution, it's just an old document. We ain't paying no attention to that anymore. There are politicians in Washington, D.C. that would love to have a society with that mindset, right? Because they can do whatever they want. Goal number 30, discredit the American founding fathers. Present them as selfish aristocrats who had no concern for the common man. Number 31, belittle all forms of American culture. Discourage the teaching of American history on the ground that it was only a minor part of the big picture. Give more emphasis to Russian history since the communists took over and glorify that. Free college, free health care. We'll pay off your college tuition. Socialistic principles, everybody. 32. Support any socialist movement to give centralized control over any part of the culture, education, social agencies, welfare programs, and mental health clinics. Education. Get control of your children. Infil number 36. Infiltrate and gain control of more unions, even school unions. Number 40, discredit the family as an institution. Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. When I perform a wedding, I tell them this is a contract between you two and God. Until death do us part. Unless it's just an, you know, a biblical circumstance. Goal number 41, emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influence of their parents. Attribute prejudices mental blocks and retarding of children to suppressive influence of parents. These are the goals. Goal number 42, create the impression that <clears throat> violence and insurrection are legitimate aspects of the American tradition, that students and special interest groups should rise up and use uh, this united force to solve economic, political, and social problems. Now, you see that how many of these are geared towards students. I mean, out of the 45, I think there's maybe 18 or 20. Almost half are geared towards destroying the family and getting in the mind of your child. We've got to control the schools. We've got to control the education. We've got to uh, decide what's in the textbooks. 
We've got to sew in there, weave into textbooks our agenda. So these kids will think this is normal when they come out of high school and college. The Future of Freedom Foundation says that it's worth noting that public schooling is a core feature of the educational system in Cuba, North Korea, Vietnam, and all three are which are widely known as socialist countries. That's because public schooling is a socialist system. Perhaps it's also worth noting that while we call it public schooling, a more accurate name for it is government schooling or state schooling. That's because state and local governments own and operate the educational systems. If state and local governments owned and operated churches, they would call them public churches or state churches. Under public schooling, the government owns, operates, controls, and dictates the provision of education in society. In a purely socialist system, like let's say a North Korea, this means that every child in the nation is required to receive his education in a government facility. Things are done differently here in the United States. While everyone is required to subject their child to a state-approved education, there are two additional options that the state permits parents to have, and that's private schooling and homeschooling. And since the pandemic, I'm very thankful to say that homeschooling numbers are on a rise. Okay, But it's worth reminding ourselves through that, um, that through homeschooling, it's, it's a relatively new option, really up until the 80s. The only two options were public schools and private schools. Anyone who insisted on homeschooling their child would be hauled off into a court and jailed and fined until they complied with the law that required parents to submit their child to either a public school or a private school. School indoctrination might include um, LGBTQ, transgender things. It's in the news every day. Eight-year-olds, a boy deciding he's a girl, and you know, but the school is arguing with their parents. You don't have any say in this. Uh, socialism. Uh, teachers will assign work instilling the idea that the pillars of Western civilization are evil and their memories deserve to be thrown in the trash, i.e. a capitalistic mindset. One teacher stated in theheritage.org that, and, and I'm quoting here, one teacher stated, she said, story time went on without a hitch until I decided to tell stories from the Bible. Other teachers began to complain that I was preaching Christian values to the children and attempting to convert them. She said, keep in mind, this wasn't a problem when I was sharing stories from other ancient cultures throughout history. Nobody said a word. Stories about ancient India and China, those were fine and encouraged as sharing unheard voices. But after I shared the story of the Tower of Babel and what God did there, I was told to switch back to non-Christian stories or to face the consequences. That was one teacher that spoke to theheritage.org. However, the young adults who today gleefully tear down statues of the Founding Fathers were incubated in, their own, in, in our very own schools groomed to burst from the education system and to burn America down. Because, hey, our forefathers were bad people, right? Even though they weren't. 
The left argues that the great men and women who built this nation are problematic and must be destroyed. They're trying to do away with our identity, everybody. So that way, nobody will, nobody will be nationalistic anymore. Oh, America, this, this experiment didn't work. Let's do away with it, create a global state that answers to a world governing body. That's the goal of the, of the elitist, the globalist. We do not want that here in America. God did not want that at the Tower of Babel, and we don't want it here, certainly. That's why the globalists are absolutely against America protecting our borders. Joe Biden's a globalist, i.e., he doesn't protect the borders. However, according to dragstory.org, so they got onto this one teacher for sharing the Tower of Babel and what God did there, dispersing those people, uh, messing, uh, giving them all different languages so they wouldn't come into a one-world religion, one-world governing um, mindset. He said, no, I want you to go out across the world, spread out. I don't want you having your own world government. I want you to depend upon me. I don't want you to have a, uh, this uh, global religion, one global religion. I want you dependent upon me. And they didn't believe the promise of God that the world would never be destroyed by a flood again. Even though every time they saw a rainbow, they didn't care about that. And so the lady shared that story and all the other teachers said, hey, you're trying to indoctrinate them kids with the Bible. You're trying to convert them. Go back to talking about China history. However, according to dragstoryhour.org, what is drag story hour? Well, storytellers are using the art of drag, in other words, a man dressing up as a woman with all this makeup to make him look like a woman and going in there in these horrible outfits to read books to kids in libraries, schools, and bookstores. The Drag Story Hour captures the imagination and, I'm going off their website, and play of the gender fluidity of childhood and gives kids glamorous, positive, and unabashedly queer role models. I'm quoting from their website. In spaces like this, kids are able to see people who defy rigid gender restrictions and imagine a world where everyone can be their authentic selves. Now, that's being allowed in libraries, but a teacher shares the story of Tower of Babel and we've got to come against her because she's trying to indoctrinate the kids. You say, man, Dave, this sounds horrible. Well, what can we do about it? Do you need some good news? Well, when we get back from the break, I know we're coming up to break, but there is some good news happening. Some people are fighting against this. And if it were me, if my kids were still in school, I would, I would, I'd be fighting against it too, I promise you. And so we're going to talk about some things people are doing on the back side of the break, how we can turn this thing around, because we're never without hope, but sometimes we might have to take matters into our own hands. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. 
If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. You know, I know it sounds horrible, and it is in many ways, but there is some good news. There are two states that now have universal school choice, and your state could be next. I certainly would be pushing for this if my kids were still in school. But all of my, I now have three granddaughters, and all of them, thankfully, are going to be homeschooled by my daughter, Holly. But not everybody has that option. Some people can't afford it. And many, a lot of times now, the, the husband and wife both have to work. And so, what happened? Well, on Tuesday, Iowa became the second state in the country to pass universal school choice, directly providing families with funds to support their children's education. Arizona was the trendsetter. Uh, and this was a new wave of education freedom after Governor Doug Ducey signed universal school choice into law back in July of, t- July of 2022. Now the race is on to advance educational freedom with several red states looking to follow suit. And I'm telling you, if I was in one of these states, I would be pushing, pushing, and I would take full advantage of this. The significance of these developments can hardly be overstated. What was, the, what was once a, a pipe dream for many educational reformers the enabling of school choice at scale during their lifetimes is now becoming a reality. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds, true to her word, wasted no time in the 2023 legislative session by introducing the Students First Act in her condition of the state address on January 10th. Within two weeks, the bill was signed into law. It took less than 24 hours for debate in the House and the Senate and followed by Reynolds signing it. And the Education Savings Account is what it's called, the ESA. Remember that, Education Savings Account. I'd be pushing for this for all I was worth in my state. The program will provide parents with approximately $7,600 annually to allocate towards approved educational avenues. Most families are eligible in years one and two, and the benefit will be extended to all families statewide in year three. So you've got a little ramp up time here, but it's better than nothing. And of course, the powers beholden to the leftist, leftist teachers unions should not be expected to go down with a fight, right? Because, hey, who controls the teachers unions? It's not the uh, conservative individuals in America. Remember the communist goal, number 36, infiltrate and gain control of more unions. Even in pioneering uh, state Arizona, new Democratic Governor Katie Hobbs is seeking to undo this its universal school voucher expansion law in her 2023 budget proposals. Now think about that. She does not want people in Arizona to have the ability to choose and have a universal school voucher so that you could use in a private school to homeschool your kids, anything like that. But with Republicans controlling both the uh, state legislative bodies in her proposal 
is likely going to go down with the same fate as her massively failed veto referendum that sought to stop the law from taking effect while she was still Secretary of State last fall. And states with a Republican governor and GOP majorities in both their House and Senate, on the other hand, they're leading the charge across the United States to empower parents with options. And folks, this could be enormous. If you could get it, tap into some of this money, should they pass these things in your state, and you could get your kids into, at hopefully, a truth teaching, just because they go to private school, don't mean it's a truth teaching. Make sure that you know the curriculum, or into a homeschool situation. The goal is universal school choice. That's what you want. Through education savings accounts, these ESAs, to provide flexibility for families to select their desired educational avenue. In other words, my only option is send my kid to a public school. No, not if you can get in these ESAs. You might get some funds to help get your kid out of that into a truth teaching uh, public, private school or, a, or to maybe potentially a homeschool situation. Funds can be spent on school tuition, homeschool expenses, very important. Homeschooling's on the rise. It's good news. Online learning, uh, tutor, tutoring, special needs therapy, learning materials, and other educational-related expenses. Educational savings accounts. These programs not only afford parents options outside of government-run, union-controlled public schools, but they save the state money because typically only a portion of, of the student state uh, funding is provided. For example, in Arizona, Instead of upwards of $12,000 spent per student within the public system, the ESA provided the families is only $7,000. And as the race to pass universal school choice picks up speed, several states could be heading uh, to the home stretch in the coming weeks, weeks and months. I certainly would be checking on mine. Uh, you've got uh, Utah is positioned extremely well to join the universal school choice ranks as the House and Senate have both passed the Utah uh, Fits All Act as of January 26th. And if signed into law by Governor Spencer Cox, families would have access to about $8,000 each year for educational expenses. Think about that. Get your kid out of that public school system. Florida, historically a national leader in school choice, with almost half of its students learning in an, in an option outside of their assigned traditional public school, Current legislation is calling for universal school choice. With Republican lawmakers holding super majorities in both the House and the Senate, of course, you got Governor Ron DeSantis down there uh, at the helm. So, it, I mean, if you keep him in there, it's probably only a matter of time. Let's face it. Oklahoma is also a contender in this educational freedom race. The, the Education Freedom Act, currently in the Senate, uh, which, is a, which has a 40 to 8 Republican supermajority, the House has an 81 to 20 supermajority. Once the bill hits educational freedom champion Governor Kevin Stitt's desk, it's going to be signed into law. I mean, I would be totally shocked if it's not. And it will grant all families statewide access to these ESA based on their, um, these educational savings accounts based on the state's per pupil education expense. State Superintendent Ryan Walters is a fierce supporter of empowering Oklahoma families with educational freedom 
to select the schools that will best fit their, best serve their children. And that's the most important. Of course, Texas, where we're at, we're at, traditionally lags behind other red states on school choice. But it's not to be counted out this session in advancing these ESAs. In May of 2022, Greg Abbott uh, urged lawmakers to empower parents through state funding uh, following students. As the months passed and this groundwork was laid, he included debunking the notion that school choice does not benefit rural areas and that it hurts rural school, school districts. So he's, he's, he's pushing for it. Uh, hopefully it'll get passed and Texas can take advantage of it as well. West Virginia was the national leader prior to Arizona passing the universal school choice back in 2022. In West Virginia, roughly 93% of students have, ex have access to the HOPE scholarship to date. And there is the possibility to expand uh, it to 100% of the state's children within the next three years, despite the state's families having negligible education freedom options until 2019. Uh, West Virginia is now among the state leaders. Indiana, I think that's my last one. Uh, there's Indiana and then there's Arkansas. And then, so the tide is turning and the implications are tremendous. And, you know, no longer are these families going to be at the mercy of government-run, uh, uncontrolled, traditional public schools. And so parents are in an increasing numbers are getting states to... Well, they're going to be empowered as decision makers. And so in their children's education. So the question is, which state's going to be next to achieve universal educational freedom, right? So here's the question. Could school choice save America? Educate your children. Think about this. But don't tell them where they come from. Again, the most important things. Where'd you come from? What are you doing here? Why were you put here? And where are you going? If you don't go through the Bible... You cannot answer those questions. And this is the dilemma. You say, well, that's not the school's job to teach them that. Get them to church, but don't let the schools indoctrinate them on something that's diametrically opposed to what they're learning in church. Just this is not the whole goal here. We don't want socialist, communist kids coming out of a mold out of college and high school, and that's what you got for the next generation. This is the dilemma that public educators find themselves facing today. Remember the lady who couldn't even talk about the Tower of Babel and what God did there, and all the other teachers started criticizing her. You're trying to indoctrinate those children. So, what's the results of some of these things going on in school? It's been horrible. Indoctrination. Students are attacking teachers in the hallways. Armed guards patrol the hallways now. Drugs are rampant in schools. Free condom distributions to students in sixth grade and above. Test scores decline steadily since 1963. America lags behind economically and it goes on and on and on and on. Everyone knows there is something very wrong with America's public schools. The question is, what has gone wrong? How do we correct it? Well, if you remember back during his campaign, I'm going to go back to Donald Trump now, President Trump envisioned a plan that was called CHOICE. It called for every student to be given an education voucher, which can be used at, at the public, private, and parochial schools of their choice. This is so critical. Once you have a choice, everything starts to get better. 
If you only got one person selling milk, then hey, they can do whatever they want to the milk and you don't have a choice. But if you get 10 people selling milk, then hey, the prices go down, the milk quality starts to get better. That's how it goes. Choices are a good thing. Since the amount of the voucher would have equaled what is already being spent by the government per child, this program would not require additional funding beyond what is now being spent. The problem is the government doesn't want to give you the choice. But you want to fight for the choice. Trump's plan would have done three things. Create free market style competition among the schools. This would make inferior schools improve or face extinction. The poor as well as the rich would enjoy the privilege of attending private schools if they so desired. And it would also, it would have allowed um, all Americans the freedom to choose a religious education should they want one. Hopefully everybody would, but I, some don't. And presently, those who attend religious schools are severely penalized financially. They are taxed to support the public schools. And then on top of that, they have to pay tuition for their private schooling. And that discriminates, especially against somebody who is poor. So pro proponents of these, this choice at the time believed that it's time, it was time parents were free to choose the school that their children attend. And this approach would create the competition climate that presently stimulates excellence in our private and parochial schools. So think of this, everybody. I would call my senator, I would call the governor, I would call whoever I had to call and say, look, we want school choice in our state. And that's what, if I, my kids were still in school, I absolutely would be doing that. Because hey, why not get money from the government? Get a voucher, they're spending money on your kid now to go to a public school. Say, I want that money to go, so I can take a ch have a choice. Push for that, get that law passed in your state, and hey, we can turn a lot of things around if we just resist a little bit in a godly way and get choice in America.